Hey guys, so this is uh, One Within a Podcast. This is episode 14. Uh, this episode is going to be a little bit different. Uh, this is, I got, I was interviewed yesterday by a guy called Steve Haggerty, um, who owns, it's Founders 365. So basically what this is, this is, he runs a group and he interviews someone who's, he interviews founders of businesses. He interviews somebody every single day and I was a guest on his podcast. So this goes into quite a bit of depth about Lyft and our values, uh, a little bit about my story. So have a listen to it and see what you think. And next week, Aaron, we've got a special guest on next week, haven't we? Yeah. So next week we have got the Food Ninja coming on, Haley Field. Awesome. So, so we had, if you watched our Instagram, we tagged her in Instagram last week. Yeah. So it's honestly, I've never been so excited for like one of the episodes. I feel as if I'm sort of like back Back of the very first, like when we were first ep- like recording the first episode, it's like just that those sort of nerves and those sort of excitement getting getting there, just to be able to sort of do something like this. I just think it's yeah, pretty pretty cool, no nonsense. Uh, I think you'll find a lot of value from it. And uh, we're also going to be doing this on live. Yes, so we're going to be doing this live into Lyft, no, with Coffee Stop, yeah, and the Coffee Stop. So if you want to tune in and watch this live on next Friday, um. Join our group. It's in the show notes. 6th of March, probably at about 2 o'clock-ish. 2 o'clock next week. The Lift Coffee Shop will be in there. So join us and hope you enjoy this week's episode. Enjoy. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Founders 365 with me, Stephen Hagdy. Today, I am joined by Keir Wotherspoons. He is the founder of Lift Fitness Evolution. How are you doing today, man? Yeah, good. Thanks, Steve. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Thanks for fitting me in. I, I know your world is a little bit busy this week. Oh, that's fine. Gets, gets <laughs> us away from us, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. I'm doing you a favour, basically. Yeah. That's, exactly. that's exactly. what I'm um, Cool, man. So let's talk about Lyft. Let's talk about how you got started, where it is now. Um, you know, very impressive, the fact that you've sort of gone from being a you know, a, a PT, let's say, to owning your own studio or own building. Uh, what, what would you call that? A studio building? What would you call it? Facility? It's a half thousand square foot. So it's, it's, it's a, it's, I would say it was the size of a gym. Nice. Um, it, it's, it's big. It's very big. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. So talk to me how you got to where you are now. Um, for all the wrong reasons, honestly. Um, <laughs> Always the way. Uh, I went, I went, I was, I was working in a factory. That's kind of where I started off. Um, and I hated my job, basically worked there for nine years. And I ended up just deciding I just, I just needed out. So I went to university, uh, sold my house, um, quit my job, quit my full-time job, sold my house to fund us through university for four years, um, to a sports degree, science, um, a sports science degree, sorry. Yeah. And then I was going to be a PE teacher. That was the whole kind of purpose of doing what I was doing, to be a PE teacher. Um, Doing like a placement in a school and to be honest, didn't really give us a buzz. Didn't mind it, but I didn't get that buzz from it. And then I was personal trained. I started doing personal training alongside when I was doing university. And I started working with a few athletes and actually it corresponded to what I was doing with universities. It was all kind of tying together. And I thought, actually, it's, this is actually really interesting. Yeah. Quite like it. Um, so I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to be a PE teacher. I'll go down the, what was at the time, the S&C route. So the strength and conditioning route. Um, done all my S&C qualifications, uh, got in into a local 
gyms, like a strongman gym, which is like SNC. They had quite a lot of uh, athletes working there, uh, training there, sorry. So I got to train with a lot, uh, train a lot of them. Um, and then a few kind of things started to happen. I started getting a good client base. And then I kind of got put in a position where I just I needed to move. It was either sink or swim. Mm. Uh, and I thought, I'll tell you what, I'll open my own gym because it looks really, really easy. Um, so, oh, well. The, it look, the fact the fact that you're, this story has it looks really easy means yeah. it's gonna be a good one. The number one biggest mistake I've ever ever made was just underestimating business, like, <laughs> but I, but so easily done when you're like the outsider looking in, right? Oh, 100. I mean, I was in the gym and thought this is easy. You've got all these members coming in. Yeah, the clients you want to train, you're bound to be, you know, the, the money just was kind be of like I'll be, I'll be having a Rolls Royce within six months. Yeah, and I, I love training people. I love helping people. I thought, well, it makes sense to open a big place. You know, I get members in. They can kind of come and train in the gym. They'll, they'll be happy. Um, I'll train the clients who I want to train, and then I'll be happy. They'll be happy, and everybody will be happy. And you know, but it was the just the old world. Yeah, and it was just kind of right. Get a facility, fill it with equipment, and then just open the doors. Mm. As much business experience that I had, um, to my detriment, because then. I kind of spent the next five years struggling. <laughs> how, from when you opened the doors, how quickly did you realise that it's not as easy as you thought it would be? Because I'm guessing right at the start there was probably like a little buzz, so you thought, oh, yeah, this is this is great, it's working. Yeah, I mean, 100%. The thing is, when I first owned it, I owned it as a gym, and I didn't open it as a as a, like a personal training place, which, you know, kind of looking back, probably should have done that first, but yeah. right, it was just kind of right, it opens at 6 o'clock in the morning, and it closes at nine o'clock at night and we're open seven days a week. Yeah, that's a long day for you. Yeah. Have no staff, not the first month and a half. Um, but I was just on a pure adrenaline, just literally yeah. just buzzing because I had no um got a got a member of staff in and then kind of realized how hard it was gonna be. Uh and then there was a buzz, so probably about a year and a half. There was a lot of people kind of coming through because it was new, you know, we're kind of were decent shape um, and yeah. still not making anything really but it was in decent shape um always had this vision of it you know being the best gym around uh but then it was just i just do it, it just got really kind of difficult after that after the buzz started dying down it just it just started getting really difficult when it got difficult what did you do to change things around then and i was just starting in investing in myself because uh, I think the biggest part about it, I'm like a natural introvert. Uh, I'm not the I'm not sort of person I'll go in the middle of people and you know and, and be like, oh look, here I am, and yeah. I find that really difficult. But then owning the gym, you kind of need to do that a little bit. You need to be in the middle of it. So I, I literally spent two years, probably the past two years, just gone, just working on my self development, um, and that was sort of a big turning point. Mm. What sort, of thing, what sort of things did you do then? Did you is this like reading books or did you go to seminars? What what was it? Uh, first of all, I started. I done a mentorship. Uh, I done a mentorship in London um, with a guy, and that uh, one of the reasons I went to him. He's big in the fitness industry, and he's he's kind of got good successful businesses himself. Um, mm -hmm. The big point that I wanted to work with him because of the self development side of it. He was big in self development, uh, so I was kind of instantly attracted to that. So I went down and done a six month internship there. Yeah mentorship sorry and that just kind of made us realize actually where i was at yeah anywhere near where i thought i was at i uh, realized kind of 
the insecurities and the, the lack of confidence I had. Mm. Um, and it was just like, shit, I need to do something. Yeah. <laughs> you need to do something. Uh, that, was, that was like your wake up call. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, pretty much. But um, what made, but here's the thing, because I'm always curious about this journey. It's like, what made you like seek that out? What made you think, okay, I need that mentorship. I need to do personal development. Because you could have easily probably just, struggled with the gym and you know probably covered your bills and broke even or just under or whatever and that's what loads of people do yeah so what, what made you change i actually i took a photo of myself uh, like a physical physical photo um and i was out of shape uh, i was in a really i was in a dark place like a really dark place mm. we just had in the middle of all this when we very first opened the gym i got married just beforehand wow. uh, then a year later i had my first son and then a year after that, two years after that, I had a second son. Um, and that's when things really kind of stopped. I was realizing that I needed to do something. Yeah. I took a photo of myself. I thought, oh, I'm going to, I need to sort of work on my nutrition and stuff a little bit. Cause I felt a little bit. Spot. Like self-motivating type thing. Yeah. And I took a photo of myself. I thought, shit, you're like really out of shape. And I just looked, I looked ill. Mm. I, just, I looked how I felt. Yeah, um, and it wasn't until my wife had said you kind of you're actually quite depressed, um, and that was just like like we need to do something. Yeah, yeah. kind of do something to change this around. Um, wow. What kind of set it off really? And then after that six month, um, men I was about to say internship as well because you said it earlier mentorship. Yeah. What happened? What changed? What what got you to where you where you guys are at now? Because it's you know it sounds like you really turned it around. Um. I think it was just because I started understanding myself better, I started understanding the clients better. Mm. Um, you know, it was from my side at the beginning, it was all about, it was all the physical side of it. You know, you've got to be in good shape and typical sort of PT. But then once yeah. I started working the, the self-development side of it, I can actually relate a lot of that, my struggle in business to, to clients, struggles in life. And it was kind of tying it all in. I thought, actually, this is, it actually makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. So I could relate to clients on a sort of a different level. That makes sense. I've never struggled with weight. I was out of shape a little bit. I've never been obese or anything like that. So I can never relate to that. But the struggle, the internal struggle, I could relate to. And did you, so the relationship with your clients obviously changed, right? Yeah. And for that, what was the benefit of having that, that added bit of expertise or that added bit of relationship building with the clients, how did that affect everything? Um, it just gave me a deeper, do you mean like the relationship itself with the, the clients that I had? Yeah, because like you said, it's, it, and you going through that personal change and that personal development allowed you to communicate differently with your clients and, and relate to them a lot more. So did that then help them on their journey and and their motivation and their and I'm guessing it you know on a s selfish business wise it probably improved your successes as well. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, there was, there was one client in particular. I think I kind of made us realise at the time she she was she was quite overweight, um, but it wasn't even necessarily the fact that she was overweight. It was the internal struggle she was having. She was she was explaining the, str the struggles that she was having, and I was sort of thing had on I, I, these are the same kind of struggles i've had yeah so I, could, I could communicate with her about that um mm. and it helps her overcome them um and i felt like i just you know pass that on to a lot more clients after that as well yeah brilliant 
So where's Lyft now? What where's Lyft Fitness Evolution now? Um, so at the minute, I'm actually going through another mentorship um, <laughs> now. Um, I'm going through a 12 month mentorship with another guy in the fitness industry to try and take this on to the next level. Um, we're kind of at the position where we're probably stagnated a little bit. Um, just for, I don't know, I suppose when you get the business, you do get to that point, don't you, where you reach a certain level and you know you need to be sort of taken up to that next level. And yeah. this is when you start putting yourself in putting yourself around the similar kind of people or people above your level to mm. then pull you up and that's kind of where i'm at now is it what what was the difference in terms of that searching of mentorship this second time round? because the first time you were probably in a complete well you obviously were in a completely different mental space you know it was different different needs different desires whereas now you're looking for that like you said that next level up so how was the search different this time it's about systems. Um, last time it was about understanding, or probably understanding me more than mm. anything. Um, and then now it's understanding systems and understanding business to a deeper level. Yeah, uh, that's kind of where I'm at. I need to, you know, really kind of put everything in. I've got, but I'm in that place now where I can do that and go in. I can do it. Whereas before, because I was so probably confused with myself, I found it difficult and I found it really confusing. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. I'm in that space where it's just like, okay, I just need, I know what I need to do. I just need that guidance. Yeah. Just to take us through it. It's, it's like you can see it, but you don't quite know how to grab it. Yeah, you've got, I've got all these little bits of things that I've worked on. I know, I know the things that I need to do. Mm -hmm. Just piece them together in the right way. Yeah. And then you actually say, this is how you build the path. And you've got all your bricks. You just need to know how to lay it. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like a, any of your PT clients, right? Everyone knows how to lose weight and everyone knows how to get fitter, but it takes you to enable that sometimes. Um, here, here's an interesting question in terms of your your role or your identity about how it's changed from as you started out just be, you know being a normal PT like everyone else to now being a an owner of a facility where you employ other coaches. How have you dealt with that that change over time and that? That transformation in terms of your positioning um difficult uh, to be honest because when i very first opened it was i suppose every business owner goes through this it's the it's the control you don't want mm -hmm. to control you know you, you you've, you've started something that's probably really close to your heart like to me it's probably your first child <laughs> yeah pretty much was and it was it's it's very passionate about it. it's not just something yeah it's a business and you know i've Try and make some money out of them. Actually, there's a, there's a deeper meaning to it, and it's it's yeah. hard to get that control. Uh, it's hard to trust people with certain things, but you know, as, as you kind of go through it, and actually you think, well, actually, these are doing a really good job here, probably better than I can do. So it gives you that confidence in themselves that there's actually other people who are just as passionate as what you are. Yeah. One of the questions, um, sort of the listeners always ask is how did you decide about that those first couple of people that you hired how did how did that conversation go in your head and how did you choose the right person or right people um the first the first guy that i brought in was actually i brought him in because i knew him i knew he was a good coach uh, he had a lot of experience uh, and that was that was really it and um, that mm -hmm. was why he came in there after that it was more based on honestly good feeling um I don't look at qualifications as such. It's important that you've got to have a personal training qualification. You know, just just to cover. It's like legal minimum. 
<laughs> yeah, legal move. But apart from that, I, I don't care about qualifications. I don't know what anyone's got. Yeah. Someone comes in, and I get a good feeling about their values. And to me, that's that's all that matters. And everybody who comes in, I just I tend to get a really good a good feeling about it or a bad feeling about yeah. it. Um, and so far, I haven't been wrong. <laughs> good. That's it. Trust your gut. I think people need to do that more. It's, 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 it's one of those things that is underused. Um, so, you know, fitness industry, super noisy, super busy. Yeah. What have you guys done to to stand out from the crowd, to make make yourself be seen and still being able to grow a business? You know, you're five years in now, right? And it's like, yeah. that's, that's bloody impressive. Um, I think the biggest thing for us is it's our values more than anything. Mm. Uh, you know, I... I I try to educate people. My biggest thing is education because I've always, I've always struggled to learn things myself. I got into personal training because, because of my own issues, my own kind of body confidence issues, and these kind of things. Yeah. And I really struggle to find information. So every time I find something or I learn something new, I like to tell people. I like to educate people in it, and I love nothing more. And educating um, mm. is a big part of what I do. I could quite happily stand in a room full of people and educate them in you know, the, the benefits of lifestyle and nutrition and training and all these kind of things. And that's what I always try to portray as opposed yeah. to yeah, from our, you know, fat blast class and things like that. I just don't, I can't get involved with it. I can't get on top of that. Yeah. To me, it's deeper. It has to be deeper. It's about the person. It's about the lifestyle. Mm. It's about changing the things in the life, not just sort of, you know, let's do 21 days and get rid of loads of fat. It's, look, I want to work with your lifestyle. I want to ingrain some habits, routine, you know, help you with nutrition so then you don't need us anymore. Mm. How do you balance, how, or how do you make make it so that your message is that education, so it's wide enough to capture people, but still narrow enough to give the education to set yourself apart? This is actually something I'm really struggling with at the minute. Um, it's finding that that way to do that. Yeah. Um, I've, gone on, I've gone down the route of doing getting people in by doing the, you know, fat blast and that kind of stuff. And it, it didn't sit well with us and I couldn't put my heart into it. Mm. Going down the route of over-educating. People just get it. confused. <laughs> and it's now I'm trying to find that middle ground. I've mm. actually, you know, I've got, uh, um, I got some funding just, I think it was last year. So I've got a, it's a, I can't remember what she's called now, she's a doctor in, in like human um, psychology. Oh, amazing. Uh, sorry? I said, oh, amazing. Oh, yeah, and um, basically she's done some research for us. Um, I'm just waiting for results to come back on that. So I've basically identified my demographics. Mm. Uh, she's going to come back with that and give us some more content that I can then piece together with the stuff I already do yeah. and hopefully have that solid foundation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, I, th I think that's one of the things because, because the space is so noisy and, you know, f every single Instagram fitness person seems to be promoting some sort of course or or secret success formula or whatever we want to call it um but for you, you you mentioned values and i think that's super important that everybody does everything based on values and moving forward how do you think how do you think your values are going to help grow the business to where you want it to go because you just mentioned that you you're about to start on a 12 month or you have just started a 12-month mentorship to get to that next level. So I'm really curious to know, like, what is that next level and and how do you think this is going to grow and and where do you want to take it as well? I want to – the biggest thing I want to do, I want to create 
the best facility around my area. Not just for the fact that kind of yeah, I've got the best facility, but that people know when they're coming here, they yeah. get the right education, they're getting the right training, they're getting the good advice, not getting all the all the bull crap that is out in the fitness industry because there's a lot of it. Mm. Um, I want to try to reach more people in terms of in the group, so I'm going down more side of the group training side of things, but not the boot camp. I've always been against these big boot camp things, and this is why I've held off with this mentorship for a little bit too long, probably because it's what I thought it was all about. I thought it was all about right. What we'll do is we'll just fill your gym with loads of people, and you just take all the money. And I never wanted that. I want to bring people in gradually, and you know that takes big groups to do that, but educate them in my way. Yeah. And so things like doing seminars. Um, I try to do a lot of things on Facebook, like Facebook Lives. Um, you know, just so they're having that interaction and that contact um, and just the, the information that they've got. But if I can do, do that over time, if I, don't know if I can get 10 or 15 people in a month and do that with them, then to me, that's success because, yes, from the business side of it, you're not getting big dollars, building that culture and you're building the message to the people that we want to bring yeah. in. Exactly. And what does that then enable you to do sort of outside of business? So how do you live your life, you know, with your family? And what does this gym enable you to do? Because that's what it's all about, right? It's not like you said, it's not about the money. It's about what it enables you. Um, to be quite honest, at the minute, it's it's getting that balance right, um, which I haven't yeah. done at the minute. And this is one of the reasons I'm going down this mentorship route as well is so I can then create the life that I want. I've never had that. Um, I basically lived here for the past five years. Um, I've gone through a few funny phases where I've gone over the top and being in the gym too much when I went through that, you know, I would say, depressive phase. Yeah. Uh, and then I went through another phase when my first son was born. I've actually not been here at all because I wanted to spend so much time with him. Mm. Uh, I just left basically people in the gym and I was hardly ever here. Um, and now I'm trying to get that balance where I've got family life and I've got the gym, but eventually I, can, I don't need to be in the gym. Yeah, uh, the point where then I can be sort of the face of it, the influencer, so to speak, um, and then I can work with people to get them into the gym. So like things like seminars and mm. you know, out with people and networking, and I don't have to be in the gym coaching as much. Yeah, definitely. In terms of that educate, going sort of sidetracking back here, but in terms of that education, what do you think is the the best form of education? Is it seminars? Is it Facebook lives? What do people seem to respond to best? Um. Probably seminars, uh, to be honest. And I do so like face to face, get people in a room. Yeah, because then you have that interaction. Mm. Um, and the thing is, you can. What I don't like about the Facebook is you can't gauge other people's interactions. The only thing you can see is the number going up and down, yep. which can affect you know your presentation. Really, if you're seeing your numbers dropping, you're like, oh damn. But if you're in 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 a, in a room with people, you can then change the energy, um, yeah. or you can get people interacting. It brings them into it as well. They're not just sitting at home thinking, I don't really want to ask a question. But then if they're in the seminar and you find a way to get them to interact, mm. I find that a lot better. You create a safe space. Yeah, you do. You create a safe space. Um, but I think it's, you know, I think it's just experiment with all ways. Done, I've done webinars as well. Yeah. Um, and you know, that was kind of some people liked it, some people didn't because they liked the interaction. They didn't like mm. just looking at a screen. Yeah, but it also sounds like from your style of teaching you love that face-to-face -face side so any online stuff you you might not be a hundred percent putting yourself into it on some sort of level anyway uh well actually the the, the online stuff I've, I've done a couple of online um like challenges 
Uh, and again, it's a similar kind of thing. It's not just a, yeah, let's get ripped to bits in six weeks. Yeah. It's, it's educational. Um, and I get on the Facebook lives with this and I actually really, really love it because I know the people in the group mm. for a reason. Yeah. So, so you, you created that online safe space. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, say if it's six weeks, I know that I'm going to get good engagement for six weeks. I know I'm going to have the focus for six weeks uh, because they're for that reason. Um, and there's a lot of energy in it. And mm. what's good about it is the fact that when we come back into the gym, we'll talk about it. So generally it's people from the gym who are doing these challenges. Uh, maybe it's with a few outsiders, but then people from the gym and they have that chat about them come back yeah. in and creates a lot of good energy. For sure. They're like, oh, I saw your live last night. Oh my God, loved it. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Face face feedback's always a good one as well. Yeah, definitely. Makes a big difference. Random question for you, but what do you class yourself as? Do you still class yourself as a PT? Do you class yourself as like that influencer? Do you class yourself as a just a business owner? What's What's your identity if you want to put it that way um it's probably something i've always struggled with as well because it's uh, i've always kind of said i was a personal trainer and i don't really like the term personal trainer never have mm. um like personal coach because i do believe that it's more of a coach inside of it but now i would say i'm trying to be trying to be probably more of an influencer yeah um, than a coach i think i need to kind of step past the role of a coach now and be more of an influencer um but i think all in all because it's kind of long-term um, entrepreneur. You know, yeah. I think it's sort of something like that I thought, never thought I deserved the title of. <laughs> crazy reason. You know, I think you have to have loads and loads of money to be considered an entrepreneur. Mm. Uh, actually, you know, it's, it's it's what a lot of people are these days. Yeah, you know, yeah. People who are willing to take the risk for something that they believe in, you know, the entrepreneurs. For sure. It brings me on to my next question, and quite a big one, but how do you sort of define your success? Wow, I, I, I wouldn't even say I was successful. <laughs> um, but to others, you, uh, the thing is, but people looking in, they'll probably be like, yeah, he is successful. He has he has built this studio. He has built this brand. He has created a following. Uh, you know, you're, you're making money. All these other things that on a lot of people's list on a lot of people's checklist it's like yeah success that that's you you know you're making it you may not have reached your end goal let's say but you've definitely had huge successes over the last couple of years yeah um i, I don't know how i would define it as such um it's an interesting question i always think it is it is uh probably or do you know when you, if you reach a level of success, will you know when you get there? Will you know when you've reached it? If I can, if I can create the biggest thing for me, if I can create the life that I want, if I can create the, 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 the financial freedom mm. and um, the time freedom, then to me, you know, I don't really care how much money I've got. I don't need yeah. a million pounds. I just need to have that. I need time with my family. Yeah. Um, to me, that is the biggest thing. And if I know that I don't need a, if I'm going holiday, when I want to go on holiday and take time off with the family, when I do that, to me, that's success. Yeah. And that's when I reach that, I say, yeah, I've, I've been successful, um, regardless of what it says in the bank. Yeah. I've been successful. Sure. That's, uh, that's the best way to live live like, because, you know, money in the bank can go tomorrow, but, you know, those experiences that you have with your kids and those memories, that's that's what it's all about. Uh, yeah. That, that's the yeah, for sure. Listen, my final question is to you, and something I ask all my guests, but 
if you could give three three bits of advice to fellow business owners, fellow founders over your you know your learnings that you've had, what would those three bits of advice be? Understand your demographics. That's something I really struggled with uh, for a long, long time. Uh, if you don't understand your demographics, then you're gonna your message is gonna get mixed, and it's not really good. it's gonna get lost. Mm. Uh, one of the things that I did struggle with, who am I actually trying to talk to? Uh, because I opened a gym, it was just like actually, who am I trying to talk to? I just want people in. That was my <laughs> you just want the membership numbers. <laughs> membership numbers. I just need to kind of put the lights on and mm. and not have to close the doors next week. Um, but understanding demographics, probably understanding the product as well, and you know why it's actually going to solve somebody's problem again a lot of people get into this industry because it's it's you know it's, it's a sexy thing isn't it to be a personal trainer um and it looks like it's easy money um and it's not it's really yeah. not easy money. um so just have an understanding of what you try the problem you're trying to solve mm. um, and then probably the third one just get a mentor Honestly, get get someone just to, who's a little bit above you, just to just to guide you. Yeah, uh, that to me is just a game change. Game changing, probably on the, on the on the side of that as well is just be around similar kind of people. You know, get yourself on likes of your group. You know, your group is very kind of interactive, and you've got a group mm. of people there. Um, like coffee with Dan, that kind of group. You know, these these groups where people are maybe on a on a different level. You've got people maybe underneath you or the same level or above you it's getting a good mix of these people but with the same mindset mm. yeah um, it makes a huge difference yeah even even though it's online it still makes such a difference for that environment yeah it does i mean like for me the, one of the biggest things i've struggled with is being by myself mm. like you won't have a business partner there's just me and i feel like i'm by myself a lot yeah although i've got a lot of people around us physically i'm still by myself because yeah. i'm not really surrounded by the same type of people Mm -hmm. which is why like you said the one of the mentorships it it gives you that gives you that partner but that isn't a that isn't a founder that still has that very external view of your business and can yeah. be there to support um listen Kia, thank you so much for coming on if anyone wants to like chat with you discuss more about your journey learn more about lift what's the best way for them to reach you probably instagram um i do a lot of instagram stories i, I, I document a lot of stuff what i do on there um and I, i'm big into kind of documenting your journey yeah i think it's pretty cool and i think a lot of people like to see what people are doing so i do a lot of that on instagram um so by all means yeah follow us on there and drop us a message and say hello <laughs> just say hello i'll tag you on instagram as well listen Kai, thank you so much for coming on man i've really enjoyed this chat you've given so much yeah, value Thank you. Uh, thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been episode 57 of Founders 365.